Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. What can we learn from these celebrities who have their lives on blast that we get to scrutinize and we get to judge and talk about and learn from from the safety of our couches? I am your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take any seat in the class. We're so happy to have you. If it is not your first time here, welcome back. Thank you for coming. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. My sleep schedule has been very fucked up probably the last two weeks. And it's not the most opportune time to have a fucked up sleep schedule because, you know, the school semester is in full swing. I'm still in school. I'm 21. Um, You know, it's like February, you kind of want your sleep schedule to be normal and adherent to your daily life right now. But mine right now is like sleep for four hours at night. That's clearly not enough. So I come back from class and I sleep for another four hours. And I was like, it's so hard to get your sleep schedule back on track. We all know this. I mean, if someone else out there has like insomnia, you totally know this. It's really hard to get your sleep schedule back on track. So last night... I just had one of those nights where I couldn't sleep at all. I was literally trying to go to bed from like 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. And I finally fell asleep at 7 a.m. But then I had to test at 9.30 a.m. So I only slept for like an hour, came back from uh, class, and then I slept more. And today I was so mad like all day because I was like, my sleep schedule is just never going to get back on track. And then last night, I went to my friend's house. And I did not mean to, but I got drunk. I drank a lot of tequila. And it was fabulous tequila and i thought that would damage my sleep schedule even more but it like fully fixed my fixed my sleep schedule i fell asleep at like 2 a.m and then woke up at about 7 which is only like five hours of sleep but it was perfect and to be honest i'm still a little drunk so i think this episode will be very fun for me and for you so let's talk about what the lessons of today are So first off, we're going to talk about the fact that Trisha Paytas is pregnant, even though she was told by so many doctors she would never be able to get pregnant. So we're going to talk about why she wasn't able to get pregnant and how she did it. Then we're going to talk about Kat from Euphoria. People say her lines have been cut. Her presence is missing. Where is she? She needs to have more screen time. And there's a lot of rumors about why her screen time has been cut. So we're going to address all of those. And then lastly, of course, we're going to do a Kim, Kanye, and Skeet update. Uh, things seem to be turning in the tide of the favor of Pete. Um, and obviously, that is not making Kanye very happy. So we're going to talk about all of that. But before we get into it, if you can just rate this podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, sorry, Apple Podcasts, I mean, you can rate it five star. If you're already here listening on Spotify, you can do it right now. You may as well follow us for all future episodes. You stay updated on all the tea. It'd be very much appreciated. And yes, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. Yeah, my connectedness at my wrist back to leave bitches. Get my drip back, drip back. We Ferrari with that. I 
I'm thick at. Told this ex she ain't getting that thick back. I call baby, yo, where that stick at? Tell them boy, come get his shit back. If they act up, we gon' fix that. My new nigga ain't with that chit chat. You know you ain't getting your bitch back. When I do it, bitch, I did that. Wish a bitch would, I ain't taking my wish back. This cause half a tip, piss tax, then go Draco for a mishap. The Devil Has a New Spawn coming, and it is through Trisha Paytas because she is officially pregnant. Yes, that is right. The internet's most infamous and long-running troll, Trisha Paytas, has successfully conceived a child and is going to bring a little Trisha Paytas into the world. And the world is happy for her, but also a little scared. And I don't blame them. That baby is going to be very interesting, but we'll get into all that. So let's talk about why she was told she'll never get pregnant um, ever. So doctors, her whole life, probably since she was like 25, she said she's 33 now. She said she'd been trying to get pregnant with, you know, different exes, men in the past since then. And doctors just told her that would never happen for her. And they told her that would never happen for, for her because of medical reasons. Because if you didn't know, Trisha Paytas used to do sex work as she was coming up on YouTube, you know, trying to make it on her own from her humble beginnings in Illinois. She did... Um, sex work to like pay her bill she was an escort she's never a prostitute but she was an escort so she would like escort for men which means she would like hang out with them basically be like a sugar baby but also have sex with them so she which we don't shame we don't shame sex work we love that so she got chlamydia twice which then had to be treated twice and it scarred her fallopian tubes to the point where there was so much scar tissue the egg couldn't get through to be fertilized by the sperm if she ever had sex so they basically told her that that scar tissue will never clear up and an egg will never be able to drop. So she'll never be able to naturally get pregnant, which is very heartbreaking. I think infertility would be something really, really hard and sad to cope with. And I don't wish that upon anyone, even Trisha Paytas, despite a lot of the horrible things she does. That would be the most like frustrating, upsetting situation to be in for someone who just really, really wants to be a mom, you know, who is unfortunately infertile. So she's with this new man now, Moses. Well, she's been with him for like two years. Um, I don't know what his last name is, but his name is Moses. And they're actually married. You probably saw some of her wedding content on TikTok. It was like really viral. She had two weddings. They were both very, very beautiful. She wore like a black dress and walked down the aisle to Black Parade. Very Trisha Paytas-esque. But they seem to be really, truly in love. And I'm very happy for Trisha. I wish everyone, you know, true love. That's, I think the most important thing in the world like love and family and everything like that so i'm very happy that she found him and they have been trying to get pregnant she said since october 2020 so like pretty soon after they started seeing each other and again her doctor was like nah it's not gonna happen so she was trying to do like in vitro and ivf and everything and she didn't um actually do ivf yeah i think she tried like one different mechanism and it also didn't work and then moses her new man is I don't know if you know anything about him, but he's extremely spiritual. He like identifies as like water or something. Like he doesn't even identify as a human because he's so spiritual. He's like out of the human realm. He's he has like a YouTube channel as well, but he's like a spirituality blogger and he'll tell people how to like connect to the universe and everything like that. So she was actually on a spiritual journey ever since she started to be with him, which by the way, that's like the perfect match for Trisha. Someone to really like 
level her out because she's the like least spiritual, most chaotic, most demonic person. So I'm so happy that she found someone who's on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. So she's been on the spiritual journey with him. And she said she actually did a lot of visual visualization and manifestation in order to get pregnant. She said she would just sit and visualize having a baby and visualize getting pregnant and her life as a mom. And eventually, I guess all her visualization and manifestation worked because her and Moses naturally conceived, which the doctors told her she would never be able to do. That's some crazy shit. I do believe in manifestation and visual visualization, so I don't doubt it. I really think that is exactly what happened. And I this will be quite some content for Trisha. If you know Trisha, she uses like every single thing for content. So her getting pregnant, people were like, oh, it's just a ploy for more views. Like, it's just another gag. It's just another, you know, uh, meme for us to talk about with Trisha Paytas to get her more attention. Just another stunt. But I really believe that it's actually what happened. And she's really pregnant. She's posted all of her um, pregnancy tests. And she's been told by multiple doctors that she's pregnant. Like, she went through everything to confirm it. And she actually just got an ultrasound of her little baby. Um, she's seven and a half weeks. So, She's almost at the point where it's safer. I've heard, like, I don't know much about pregnancy, you know, shockingly. But I've heard, like, after the first trimester, that's when it's, like, really, really safe. And really, um, there's a huge chance that the pregnancy will see its full way through. So it's still a little early. But, again, Trisha just uses everything for pregnancy. So no matter what way it goes, I'm sure Trisha will be using that for content. But I really, truly pray and hope with everything in me that she's that this pregnancy sees its way through and she becomes a mom because she said that this is all that she's ever wanted she posted a 50 minute youtube video about it saying that this is literally the only thing she's ever wanted in her life and i've i've been kind of a trisha paytas fan before she did some awful shit and i remember her always talking about that i actually saw her live once in person and i talked to her and she's very very nice in person but she just does some fucked up shit for attention um but anyway she said this is all she's ever wanted she would trade everything in her life all her fame and attention and money for this baby um and she said it's given her a sense of purpose and i'm so happy about that i hope this will heal her a lot she's clearly very like damaged and scarred from everything she's been through in her life and someone who like does literally anything and offends anyone just to get attention and fill some kind of void in them clearly needs to be you know healed a bit and given a different sense of purpose so not that that's bad but i hope this just changes her in a really positive way and i can't wait to see mommy trisha Mommy Trisha is unlocked. Anyway, what can we learn about this? Anything can happen. Don't think your hopes and dreams are not possible, even if you're told no. And if you need, even if you are told no, don't take it for an answer. If something isn't working, keep trying new things. Like she said, what's meant for you is meant for you. But at the same time, you have to go out there and try to get it. What's that quote? God blesses those who work for the blessings or something. You know what I mean. Euphoria season two is taking the world by storm with its perfect writing and plot and drama and fans are obsessed with it and seemingly can't find anything wrong with it except one thing. Kat Hernandez has had little to no lines and screen time this season 
and it's almost like she isn't even a character anymore and people miss her. There was, I'm sure, I mean, first of all, my whole fucking Twitter feed is just euphoria. I've never seen such a show take over Twitter in such a dominant way. It's insane. So you probably see all the euphoria tweets, but I saw a tweet that said, I miss Kat actually being in euphoria. And it had a few hundred thousand likes. And so many people are always wondering, why is Kat not in the show? I see so many tweets about it. People are pissed. That's something that I noticed as well, too. It's jarring to see her lack of scream time this season compared to the last season. She was a power player in the first season, and I feel like a keystone to the theme of euphoria, which I feel like is high schoolers dealing with their utmost trauma and trying to come out on the other side. And Kat definitely went through that in the first season. And people loved her plots and her presence. And she was like a fan favorite, despite like besides like Maddie and obviously Zendaya. But she was definitely a fan favorite as well. So I thought that they would keep her just because she is a fan favorite and because she is so vital to the plot and everything. Um, Like she had her whole insecurities and hating herself in the first season and then becoming like a bold and powerful new version of herself. And a lot of the people in Euphoria are not very relatable because of just like the drugs and the um, maybe more wild things that they do with their time. But Kat seemed to be one of the more relatable people it's it's hard to say anyone on euphoria is relatable but you know what i mean cat represented a lot of people who watch the show so you know it seemed like a waste to build her character in season one and give us her whole backstory just to not give her storylines in season two so you know people want answers where is she and there's a lot of rumors circulating the internet about where barbie ferreira is the actress who plays cat and you've probably seen the rumors, so we're going to attack them head on. Let's talk about if they're true. I did some deep diving. So the rumors are that Barbie Ferreira and the show's writer and director, Sam Levinson, got into an argument that was stemmed from Barbie being very upset over Kat's storyline in season two and expressing her disappointment with the direction of her character. And apparently they got into a loud verbal yelling match on set and she walked off just like cal jacobs she peed on the floor and left i'm kidding obviously but she just walked off and that apparently pissed sam levinson off saying how dare she walk out of my show after everything i am giving her and apparently he cut her lines and her screen time for season two that's the big rumor going around that twitter has believed they are fully convinced that that is the truth that is what happened and there are a lot of like justice for cat hashtags going around people are hating on sam who was like their god for giving them this show so it's kind of wild but is this rumor true is it really really true people have been adding barbie ferrer telling her to comment on it telling her to speak up for herself so Barbie Ferrer actually said something about why Kat isn't getting a lot of screen time, and she said, Kat's journey this season is a little more internal and a little mysterious to the audience. She is secretly going through a lot of existential crises. She loses her marbles a little bit, just like everyone else this season. The theme is that everyone's gone a little crazy. Saying her struggle is more internal, to me, is like the nice way of saying, I don't really have a lot of lines this season, and I'm upset about it. Like, that's like the professional way of saying that. Kat does have a few plot points this season, like the whole like influencer and Viking scene, but that seems so random. And you know, there was no like buildup or anything else that ever came out of that. So I was like, hmm, like maybe Sam did cut 
you know, more context out of that. So that scene kind of made me feel that maybe this rumor is true. But then she has this whole storyline with Ethan and she's clearly having this internal struggle about like why she doesn't like Ethan and why she can't stay with him. But she just seems to be like a supporting character because they're not really focusing on that love story that came to an end actually in episode six. We're not getting that internal narrator of Kat that we got so much in the first season. And that's something I would really love to see her internal narrative with Ethan. But again, I guess she's just saying she's more mysterious this season. We're only seeing her external actions and her words and we're not seeing what's going on on the inside. But did she just say that out of obligation? Like, is is there some contractual obligation where she couldn't talk shit about Sam Levinson? Is she trying to keep their fight on the down low or get back on Sam's good side? You know, is this rumor of them being in a big fight really true? So according to E! News, which I think is the most reliable source ever in pop culture, if E! News says it to me, that's when I, I really believe it because they fact check. They wait a minute to really get the whole story. They're not like TMZ who just shove it in your face. According to E! News, there is no ongoing dispute between Barbie and Sam Levinson. The rumors apparently are not true, unlike Lizzo said in her song. The rumors are not true. Barbie did not have any scenes or lines cut. Her storyline is playing out as it was written in season two. And apparently that is that on that. And Barbie doesn't even seem, you know, upset. She is posting about Euphoria. She's in the interviews and stuff. (gasps) Wait, actually, she wasn't even present at the uh, premiere of Euphoria. I forgot to say that. That's why a lot of people also thought that they were feuding. Um, She didn't even say why she wasn't there. She just didn't come to the premiere of season two, maybe because she wasn't, you know, a big enough character in season two. But yeah, she didn't even come to the season two premiere. But since then, she's been like posting about Euphoria. She's been in more of the recent interviews and stuff. So Barbie seems to be a good sport about it. And people are still a little upset. They don't really believe it's true. They want the rumor of them fighting to be true. Because I don't think they can handle that Kat just like doesn't have a lot of lines this season. They're just very pissed to see that their favorite character is gone. I also believe that is not true. I don't think that anyone's lying to us. Let's say he didn't cut her lines for season two and she was supposed to be a huge character this season and, you know, be linked to all the drama that's going on. He would have had to rewrite the whole show just because they got in one fight. I don't think Sam Levinson is like that. The other cast members say that he works really well with everyone like Sydney Sweeney and Zendaya and Maddie. They all very much like working with him. Um, and Kat really has no involvement in the main storylines of Cassie and Nate and Maddie or Rue. Um, and Rue's like relapsing and everything like that. So I truly don't believe her scenes were cut at all. And the episodes are still long. It's not like there's like big chunks missing. So yeah, I truly believe that her lines weren't cut. Anyway, what can we learn from this? I think we can learn something about professionalism. You know, she isn't bashing Sam online or giving into the rumors or causing a scene. Um, I truly don't believe she even walked off set. Her lines were just not as much this season and she's being a good cast member and actress and person to work with, which I think will help her in the long run because Euphoria will be back for season three. West is hitting the brakes a little on his Skeet and Kim hate campaign this week and seems and things seem to be going in Pete Davidson's favor. So Kim Kardashian 
posted no kim kardashian actually texted kanye apparently she has been like avoiding texting him but she was finally given her number and she said to kanye you are creating a dangerous and scary environment and someone will hurt pete and this will be all of your fault so she reached out to him literally to potentially save pete's life because think about it kanye has millions and millions of fans he was literally encouraging people to go up to pete on the street call him a loser, harass him, scream Kimye forever in his face, potentially hurt him. He was putting Pete in a really, really dangerous situation that was going to require him to have a lot of security. So Kim reached out and told him to stop doing that. You know, don't kill my man. And Kanye then posted a picture of one man like choking out another man and said, upon my wife's request, please nobody do anything physical to skeet. I'm going to handle the situation myself, which is like supporting of Pete, but also still a threat. So he's like still threatening Pete. And then he also posted that along with the text that Kim sent him just to like prove everyone that, you know, Kim was texting him and Kim texted him again and said, why can't you keep any of our conversations private? Kim responds to situations perfectly. She's so funny. And the fact that she has to ask him that, like, why do you have to post our conversations? she is all of us like that's how all of us would respond that's what all of us are thinking so people are always like how is kim handling it probably just as you think she's probably just confused thinking he's insane just like what the fuck but just going about her day you know trying to keep her head up but anyway she was like why can't you keep any of our conversations private and he said because i got a text from my favorite person in the world i'm your number one fan why wouldn't i tell everyone like i get that they were married for six years and like they have four kids and like they're you know they've had all of that but that is still the most insane thing to text someone someone like texts me good morning too much and i'm like all right they're too clingy and he texts her i'm your number one fan why wouldn't i tell everyone if it weren't for those kids she would have had a restraining order a long time ago and i think we all know that that's right kanye is single now him and julia fox broke up well kanye is never truly single um i'm sure he's still with that kim kardashian lookalike but him and Julia broke up and she said that she's not sad about it. She doesn't care. She never truly loved him. She um, is the number one hustler because she got that bread, got that head and left. And she's not upset about it at all. They're still friends, blah, 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 blah. Everything is working out fine. So he's single. And for Valentine's Day, he sent Kim, uh, because apparently she's still his wife, a truck full of flowers, a literal pickup truck The bed was just filled with flowers and on the side it said my vision is crystal clear with k's for crystal and clear instead of c's for the whole like kardashian thing that is some joe from you type shit remember when kim kardashian was sent a a pregnancy test and an engagement ring from a stalker and then like she got a restraining order on him this is to me like the same thing this is a man who kim does not want around her does not want at her house sending her unwarranted gifts and unwarranted like symbols of affection and obsession that seem to be dangerous for Kim's well-being and health. That is, I, Kanye is just as bad as Kim's past stalkers. That's insane. He is probably scaring Kim so much, and he's scaring a lot of people so much because he actually had to make a post, um, about how his Instagram post come off very scary and aggressive. And he said, "I've learned that using all caps make people feel like I'm screaming at them." I'm working on my communication. Uh, I can benefit from a team of creative professionals, organizers, mobilizers, and community leaders. Thank everyone for supporting me. I know sharing screenshots 
was jarring and came off as harassing Kim because people online were saying that he was harassing Kim. That's not what we were talking about, Kanye. You sharing the screenshots is not what we were saying was harassing Kim. You sh showing up to Kim's house, sending her truckloads of flowers, constantly harassing her on social media every day, calling her out for being a kidnapper and putting out a hit on his life. That's what we were talking about harassing. Don't gaslight like the situation. You know what we were talking about harassing, but he said sharing the screenshots came off as harassing. He said, I take accountability. I'm still learning in real time. I don't have all the answers. To be a good leader is to be a good listener. This is what narcissists do. They try to apologize to get back in someone's good graces, but they're not actually apologizing for where, what people actually want them to apologize for. And then they say that they're learning in real time when we know that they are not learning. They are just saying that they're learning to give themselves more time to be assholes. And by the way, Kanye, you're like 45 or something. Like, what have you not learned about the things that you're doing that are not okay? Anyway, he then posted a sign that said stop telling fathers they should have fought harder to see their children and start asking mothers why they had to fight at all referring to when apparently kim wouldn't let him see the kids harassing her even further even though he just said that he is going to stop which he clearly wasn't going to and none of us are surprised that he literally posted that five seconds later so this social media tyrant tirade is very much not over he's going to keep harassing kim who God, who knows how long. I feel like it's only going to get worse the more that Kim and Pete progress and everything happens. I can't wait to see how this plays out on the show, though, on April 13th. That's when the premiere of the Kardashian show is. So, like, less than two months, we get to see the show. Um, and, yeah, anyway, what can we learn from this? Again, attacking your ex's new love won't make them come back to you. And it won't make their new love look bad. It's just going to make you look bad. It's going to make you look even worse. And it is the most embarrassing look so don't do that just worry about yourself and not your exes for relationship anyway thank you guys for listening today if you enjoyed hanging out with me please rate this podcast five star on spotify and apple podcast it would help me out so much and yeah that is pop culture university for the day i'm now going to go to class i'm still a little drunk but i'm gonna go to class have a great wednesday everyone love you bye Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show freaking rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stroh showed. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports Channel.